0: live hey we are currently live you want to go ahead and uh do your little little share that you're yeah, doing donut. i can't
1: believe Alan i, I did spoke her last to Um uh,
0: yeah. i spoke to a few people this morning actually about uh some of the topics that we're covering today just to get some added okay. insight should be interesting anyway so let me know when you're ready and i'll run the intro and we'll do this thing Whenever you're ready, take your time. We're all just Thank waiting you. on you. It's, you know, <laughs> we're not just live or anything, we're just listening to us talk.
1: Did you hear me? Yeah. What I said, man? Ellen's done. I didn't, I didn't even know that okay. was coming. I didn't even know it was coming up.
0: <laughs> so, you ready? You good?
1: She was retired. Yeah, I'm good, man. Let's go.
0: No, dude, your internet's so bad still. Oh, well, let's see. Let's see how today goes.
1: All right, ready? Remember all right, what's going on now? Intro. Shut up
0: and sit down. The explosion was your cue. I didn't hear
1: the the explosion. The internet is that bad oh my god and and by the way and by the way anyway first of all welcome to dope and dharma this is the we the middle edition of dope and dharma i'm the street certified dope dr louis delgado here with the dharma guy my partner trinity phillips what's up man?
0: hey what is up
1: well the good news is at the radio station we're getting new uh hardwired live all that's happening on tuesday
0: oh all right yep. so we might yep. actually have good internet from your
1: end on tuesday tuesday one o'clock so you know I think we could test it out right after if we do the show
0: a little bit better. <laughs> oh goody. What, what uh, a way, yeah, what a great sink or swim, throw it in the fire type thing.
1: I like it. Well, I mean what that's better way to things. test out old spectrum? No. Yeah, that's a better way to test out old spectrum. Oh, you're
0: sticking with ah. Spe- uh, see. Yeah, spectrum sucks. But
1: well, go ahead. That's fine. There's no there's no option there. There's, there's no option. Don't doesn't there. like
0: Elon no Musk have Starlink here. or something now?
1: There's, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. Elon, can you call me? You give brother a call? A hug, yeah, brother. Man. Because uh, next time you I guys are hanging uh, out, I don't yeah. have any options here. In hmm. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Any, anyway, so, we, we got a we got a, we got a busy show today. There's there's some pretty serious topics today. Um, oh. You know, there's uh, there's one major so, topic
0: that I know we have here.
1: <laughs> right. We there's got, uh, one major topic, yeah. and uh, yeah, you know we'll, we'll we'll do we'll we'll do the 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 easy ones last. But you want to tell us uh, Trinity first. First of all, how can people watch us, listen to us, uh, you know, partake with us and then and then go into what are the three topics we're going to talk about? And let's, uh, you know, start with the easiest of the hardest.
0: okay um yeah if you want to listen to us you can listen to us on any of your podcast platforms whichever one you so choose uh to name a few itunes spotify iHeartRadio. we're on all of them um if you want to watch us you can um watch us on i think right now we're on youtube twitch and facebook facebook is uh facebook.com slash wpsn 99 both youtube and twitch you just look up dope and dharma and you will find us there that's all i got that's it
1: right no, what what are we talking about today?
0: So the topics. So I so you don't want me to read them off as labeled. You want us to uh, go from easiest to last, easiest to worst. Yeah, that makes sense. So the easiest one for me, anyways. Um, yeah, we're good, go.
1: good, good fellows to Texas, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So from the good fellows aspect, um, and I got a full confession. I'm not as bothered by this as many other people I know. I don't know what that says about me, but uh, yesterday Ray Liotta, uh died in his sleep at 67 years old. Most of you probably know Ray Liotta as uh, from The Goodfellas, um, and many other like mob-related movies. I think he's had a couple other ones of late, but most of it is mob-related type stuff. He did really good in those roles. Um, I was not torn up by his death. I, you know, uh, it, it's a name that I know, but um, my 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 love affair with him started and ended with Goodfellas, and that was so long ago. I really haven't given him a second thought since, personally. But I mean, it sucks to hear anybody passing. <clears throat> but like my my wife was 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 kind of uh, how do i say this um uh, she was more uh more distraught about it than i was not to say that she was like you know crying or anything else but she was more shocked right. than i was um right. you obviously were because you sent it to me so i know but i, I think goodfellas i think you had a different relationship would, with
1: goodfellas yeah i would yeah i wouldn't use the word shock but but it, it, before we get too far on that so so what i was Asking you to do Trinity was to let people know we're going to talk about Ray Liotta we're going to talk about Kevin Spacey uh has some charges coming up so we're going to talk about that a little bit later on in the show and then in in the uh, third part of the show which is probably going to be the most major part of the show because it shouldn't take us too long to talk about Liotta and Kevin Spacey uh we're going to talk about shootings uh in America uh some of you are, are, are going the gun route some of you the mental health route uh either way we need to talk about it so that's the third topic of discussion we're going to do but uh let's start let's go back to Ray Liotta but we're talking about radio Yoda right now because yeah he did pass away and i and i do have a relationship my wife and i do have a goodfellas relationship number one uh first of all his earlier movies i loved them i mean later on he was kind of interesting but right? you know i, I love interesting yeah. people um <laughs> yeah. but early on it was the first movie that dana and i went to uh on a date uh you know it's so was it we, really well, actually it's my first date Wait, we you ever, went on a date right? with goodfellas yeah, like was, that was, I was your thinking, i mean let's talk about grade. okay our first date man yeah okay. it's our first movie date. Wow. uh well so, i mean i had given, an interesting I had given the, the whole well i had given yeah was debbie does Dallas not break why or? she should run away that i was, <laughs> was not it was not she had already seen it uh oh, okay. but you know i was i was like you know this is this is who i am and this is what's going to happen so uh you probably don't want to be around me because i am going to prison uh, I'm here hiding out. Uh and uh so we went to Goodfellas and it was just oh my god, man, that helicopter. I I I have lived that helicopter scene so many times that it was bothering, it was annoying, and and I saw helicopters everywhere. Uh so so Ray uh you know portrayed that really well uh sure. in that movie Goodfellas. And then of course, I mean the ultimate scene of uh you think I'm funny, ha, uh Joe Pesci. Uh, Joe uh, Pesci, you know, with that. Uh, what am I like a clown to you? Wait, I'm here to little all-time greatest. Does anybody play an angry little
0: guy better uh, than Joe Pesci? No. Like, he is the best angry little guy. I've no, ever
1: I, I just lived the role. These two youths yeah, I've just lived the role as an angry little guy for all my life. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, so it, was a, it was a great movie. Um, and, you know, and and, and yeah, he, he portrayed those type of characters really well. He was a very intense person. So, yeah, Dana was a little bothered by it, too, because that's one of her favorite actors. Um, really? Not wow. that he did a whole heck of a lot of things that she could call favorite. But when he did it, he did it really well and he was intense in it. Um, and so, yeah, nobody likes to see anybody go that, that, that you wanted to see more out of, uh, you know, but you right. know, such is life. You know, and it makes it made me think, actually. To be honest with you, it made me think about Joe Pesci and, and Robert De Niro and and uh, uh, those type of actors uh, that must be up in age because he was a young guy compared to them. You know, yeah, he was man, a he younger was guy than so them.
0: So I think De Niro. Yeah. So if he's 67.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those guys must be pushing late 70s and 80s. Yeah. So, you know, get it all in now. And, and I encourage anybody out there with kids do what I did. Uh, Dana and I did with our kids is you know we did a couple of movie classics and of course you got to watch all the mobster films is sure. a as a, as a, as a classics because they are classics you know yep. uh, not that real mobsters are like that by the way because you guys know you know <laughs> many of you are a bunch of wimps uh, but uh, the real deal is out there nobody gets to know who you are and how you do it because you're doing it like like real men uh, but the, the fake one of you out there uh, you want everyone to know <laughs> to be clear we are not that advocating that you're a little uh, gangster. And,
0: <laughs> mobster behavior.
1: No, I'm just telling some of them that they're just not real mobsters and they think they sure. are. They, you know, they they go on the little pages and act like little tough guys. But uh in reality keyboard you're warriors is what we dark. call so, them. So anyway, so so yeah, good, good, goodbye, Ray Liotta man. We, you know, may you rest right in peace. Yeah. That's it.
0: So, so uh next? the next topic before we get to the one that everybody wants to hear about the the shooting stuff. Um the next topic is going to be uh mm-hmm. Kevin Spacey so let me put that up there kevin spacey so um yeah for those of you who who don't know kevin spacey was you know pretty well-renowned famous actor played in a lot of really good stuff (laughs) a few years ago got uh got ousted as not only being potentially gay i guess but also being a predator of sorts and and going after Mm -hmm. um uh men and specifically younger men um I, I'm hesitant to say boys because I don't know of anything right off the bat that was that young. I don't. I don't know. I'm not that familiar with it. But regardless, yeah, that's what he, uh, that's
1: what he got in trouble for.
0: Well, I, I thought the kid was like 18 though, so I don't know. But either way, we're like 18.
1: So <coughs> that's that's yeah. boyish. That's a boy. It's legal though. You it's know, legal. It's, you know,
0: it's legal. That's the point. But regardless. Mm-hmm. Um for those of you who are paying attention to the to his legacy, if you will, there was never any like real charges or anything brought up. It was just like he was shamed or whatever. Um, but now, a couple, well, I think it was yesterday or the day before, <clears throat> I believe it's in London. He's now finally being charged. Um, I read the stuff. I, would be honest with you, the verbiage that they use in London, I have no clue what he's actually charged with. Um, <laughs> it seems like he's charged with a uh, rape. I guess I don't know, like involuntary penetration or something. I, think. I don't. The way that they worded it over uh, there, I have no right. clue. Bottom line is some sort of a sexual assault they, charge at, that he's finally being brought up on.
1: Yeah, I actually like that terminology. I think I think that goes right to the point. Involuntary penetration kind of says what it is, Trinity. It doesn't doesn't skirt yeah. around it like sexual assault could be anywhere from touching you <laughs> yeah. to to yeah, to raping course. you. Whereas involuntary penetration goes right. To- yeah, it well, tells that, you that what it, it is. It, I don't think there's a there's any doubt. No, no, it's pretty. Let me tell you something. I mean penetration with the word involuntary from it is just bad just uh bad you know what uh, i
0: would agree that's on my list of bad things
1: it's, it's on my <laughs> list i don't want this and, and you know what here's here's another example of the me too movement kind of like being or or another movement controlled by men right so 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 men took the me too movement and they've actually got somebody they're getting them you know they he's 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 not getting out of this net so as many women that have been violated and hurt by a lot of horrible men out there who gets caught up in this kevin spacey and not because he was abusing women but because he was abusing men because men always for some reason have a louder voice and have a louder way of uh, have a way of making people pay for for their problems uh for some reason so man kevin if you did this stuff um, and I don't know what you did, but involuntary penetration doesn't sound like you did anything good, brother. And, and,
0: <laughs> no, it does and, uh, not.
1: You know, I did like his movies. I got to admit, man, I, I did like his movies. I and, love those movies, man. You know, it's, it's hard to see such talented people like this yeah. that we could have benefited so much. And this is where I get selfish. This is where I get selfish, Trinity, because I like to watch certain people do their arts and crafts right sure and then they go do something ridiculous whether it's whether it's vomiting at the mouth politically or or they they abuse women or they go now in this case abuse men that the the involuntarily uh what what do we do then man what i mean uh, what are we supposed to do with this art how do you separate the art from the person and 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 you know do, do you now remove these movies if he, if he's if he's convicted do you remove because we don't do that with other stuff right those movies are still out there regardless of of what right. they did right
0: yeah I, i'm I, I don't i don't think there's an easy answer i think each person has to kind of i yeah like like bill cosby for instance it was easy for me to not like watch his stand up or even to not watch the show because it's so old now i've already seen a lot of them like so it was easy for me to avoid that right um michael right. jackson for me was a little bit harder only because i grew up with some of his music and i did like it so, to have that stuff come on and like, uh, you know, I'm of it was hard. um But with Kevin Spacey, I, I think the good news is most of his movies, you know, it's done. So, if you were to put out new stuff again, would I watch it? Oh, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm not sure what I would do. Because the uh, usual suspects to me is a classic. Well, that thing was amazing. Kaiser Sose,
1: baby. Mm-hmm. Such a good movie. um And but I love House of thing. Cards too. Trinity. If if you would do that, all the Harvey Weinstein movies are great. I know. I don't think he- Weinstein's did a bad movie. Oh, I think everything like, but, in the Weinstein <laughs> collection, is almost a good movie.
0: all of Hollywood, almost all of the movies, we wouldn't be able to watch because somebody in there did something stupid at some point. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's a hard. That's one. my point. Like our Kelly used to listen to his, music, but that's my point. You know?
1: So <laughs> I mean, dude, I. I I, I i don't think i ever did so but yeah. but uh look i agree with you cosby that was that was it was it was a hard hit at first of what he did but it was an easy hit to not watch cosby because there's nothing relevant that he did since yeah. i was a kid oh, so like yeah. you said i'd seen it all so it's not like yeah. there were there were a bunch of movies out there that i go hey kids you got to watch this you know what i mean uh right mj michael jackson not michael jordan michael jackson <laughs> um well, that's easy because i never really liked the music in the first place so to me it was just like right. why are we still playing this music you know even at, even at places where little kids are you know like disney you know what i mean why right. is this music still being played but i get it because you're right trinity i mean if we get rid of all of the music and all of the art that these violators did well then what do we have left i mean really you know, i mean because I mean, art art look uh, really, uh, truly uh mr rogers people
0: they're not all well. Mr. Rogers and Bob Ross. That's all we have. Yeah. So
1: uh And I'm sure somebody out there is saying, Well, let me tell you my Mr. Rogers story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, someone out oh, there God. probably has a story. No, not Mr. Rogers. You keep it to yourself. I don't want to hear about it. Right? I don't want to hear it. Don't don't you taint Mr. Rogers and, and Bob Ross. Did you just Ross? say you taint
0: and Mr. Rogers? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God. I'm gonna leave that one alone. Luckily, right now, my mo- that flew over my mother's head if she's watching. So, you know, oh that's the gosh. good thing about that. But, but yeah, man, I mean, there's, there's really, there's really no way to do this correctly. Um, I mean, you know, finally they, they, they had brought some Roseanne episodes back. Uh, yeah. The old ones after removing those because, I mean, they had kept the Cosby show on the whole time, even when he went to prison. So I don't look, I don't, I don't anticipate his movies disappearing. Um, you know people forget about these kinds of things unfortunately and i and, and to be honest with you i don't think people really care uh, about some of the victims in all this enough yeah you know um so so i think it's real easy for the masses to ignore that and just view the art as a separate thing and and Trinity, i don't know the right answer i don't know the right answer whether that is i don't I mean, think there is me, a right answer um yeah for for me i think it really does depend on the offense uh, and you know i'm sorry to say that some offenses to me scream a little bit louder than others. And I think that's why the Michael Jackson one really hits me a little bit different because that's little kids. And I think with little yeah, kids, uh, yep. you know, I just think that a little bit, of, and I'm not saying he was convicted. So all you Michael Jackson fans, don't, don't freak out on me. Um, <laughs> it's my opinion that the victims that have come forward uh, have, have a voice that should be heard. Um, I'm not biased by the legend of who he is and I'm not in all, I'm not all struck by who he was so that I'm not going to listen to the many voices that had come forward but um with this particular case spacey you're gonna have your day in court we don't know if you're guilty or if you're innocent i mean this could just be people jumping on the bandwagon just try to get at the right. guy because you know i don't know maybe, maybe he didn't maybe he didn't maybe he didn't uh involuntarily penetrate you and, and maybe that's, that's why i don't weird. know i don't i don't want to victim shame and i don't want a kevin space shame i just don't know the situation so we'll, we'll see we'll see how it all plays yeah. out
0: yeah pretty much um all right, so on to the topic that yeah. I think most what, what, people are, is Marissa saying right there. Uh, is, she was saying what they did to Roseanne yeah, was disgusting. before we move on. What
1: is it? It was, it was. She's a legend. And yeah, she's, I don't like. And she don't should like always what be seen as her. a legend. Roseanne's one of the funniest women ever, and paved the way for a lot of women. So yeah, I agree with you, Marissa. Anyway, third topic because this is the doozy. This is the one that you know. This just is, this is the one that uh, it's hard to even be laughing and joking around like we're doing right now
0: uh yeah um so for those of you who are not in the states um who are listening to us or for those of you who um kind of just don't pay attention to media in any way shape or form you might not be aware but we've had uh yet another uh mass school shooting i guess um it seems like there's been quite a few of them it feels like there's been quite a few of them right i mean uh lately especially uh but the most recent one kind of hits a little bit different for many people because of the, the victims involved. Um, it was a, a, a was it a fourth graders. I think uh, I don't know the yeah. the numbers keep changing every day, but it was last I heard it was 19 children and two teachers that uh, were, were shot and killed um, from right. a, a young man of the age of 18 who went and purchased some firearms, went into the school and decided to, uh, you know, kill a bunch of them. Um. So consequently, right. that has started now a, a pretty in depth discussion with a lot of people right now. Uh, there's a debate going on as to like what is the problem, um, how do we solve this problem, who's at fault, that kind of thing. Um, the mainstream media, if you will, the they're pushing out uh, the right versus left arguments. Um, the right is basically uh, further entrenched now into the idea that um it's not the guns that's a problem it's the lack of guns if there was more people who were the good guy with a gun then less of these things would be happening the left side is more along <laughs> the lines of there's too many guns out there period we have too much access and they shouldn't have them um and and both of them feel further um vindicated or validated if you will with their stance based upon this happened so there's two completely different perspectives coming at it um you know, you and I have our own perspective as well, as far as what the problem is and what the solution is. Um, I did post on my social media the other day, um, some of my thoughts and, and it and it resulted in quite a few reactions and comments, some of most of which were respectful, if I'm honest. Um, there was a pretty uh, intensely or contested debate going on between a couple of them, but I was very thankful and proud that they kept it relatively respectful. So for that, I thank you if you're watching. Uh, <clears throat> but it's just, um, I don't know, man. When you and I were were talking about this the other day about having to do a show, I knew we had to do a show because it's such a, you know, important topic. Um, but it is overwhelming, if I'm honest, uh, mm-hmm. only because the subject matter is just is, it's horrible. You know, uh, nobody likes a shooting. But as a father, right. of, like you said earlier. Um, here's somebody being shot sucks no matter what, but when I get to watch the faces of all the little kids, like it, 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 it's rough, man, as a dad to, to know that these little boys and girls are dead now. Um, it's hard. Um, and then the, what makes it, what further exacerbates that problem is knowing that there really is no solution right now that you and I can talk about. that's going to do anything. And that's, what's frustrating. I think for a lot of people is it feels like there's no movement. It feels like there's no way to solve this. We just got to keep watching it happen. And I think that that's what's got everybody in their feels at the moment.
1: Yeah, and, and unfortunately, I mean, you kind of laid it out right there in the beginning. Uh, unfortunately, we don't agree on the problem, so if we don't agree on the problem, we can't agree on the solution.
0: Yep.
1: Uh, so I think, first of all, we have to agree on the problem. You know, uh, but it's it's complex. It's it's a very intertwined problem. Now, luckily, I haven't, you know I don't know what you're watching. I haven't heard anybody say you know we need more guns, but I have heard people say we need more more security. I've had I've heard heard people say let's focus on the you know when I was flipping around I was doing the CNN, uh, Fox thing you know because right. like just hear how they take you know the, the same exact story on CNN they were talking about removal of uh, they were calling it a um, an assault rifle at that time and, and and look why do we fight this it's not an assault rifle but it's a rifle okay it's 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 a very a menacing looking rifle. Uh, it's a, it's a strong looking rifle it has really long clips, uh, but it's not by definition an assault rifle. Um, and then on the other side, I had heard them actually focused on mental health. I was, I was pretty proud of, uh, Fox when I had tuned in for that 30 minutes, um, cause they were talking about the mental health issues and that we needed just to support, uh, the underlying problems. And I think that was a lot, a lot in line of what, what kind of you and I were saying on, on Facebook when, when you were getting a barrage of, of people, uh, kind of focusing on the gun aspect when you were doing your, your your thing on Facebook. Um, right. So they were doing pretty good at the time, but no, I haven't seen anybody say we just need more guns now. However, uh, except my wife, I think my wife did say, you know, it makes her want more. <laughs> kidding. Uh, the, the issue on, unfortunately in this is very complicated. Um, yeah. What I was saying on your post, and And my thought process goes in, we constantly blame the instruments of pain that we use to inflict on ourselves and others when we're already in pain. Now, pain already exists. We know that the person is in pain, meaning the person who commits the crime. But there's a lot of crimes we commit with ourselves as well. So we tend to focus on the instruments of pain that we use either to self-destruct like drugs or suicide uh, or in in the respect of, of this homicide. So either suicide or homicide, whether we suicide slowly through drugs. Uh, we focus on the drugs rather than the pain that the that the, the the afflicted actually have. Um, and the disease is going to continue to to get bigger and stronger if we don't focus on the pain of the individuals that are suffering with addiction. And then the pain that the individual has. But instead of focusing on inward, they focus outward and they go hurt somebody like this young man did. Uh, did he kill his grandmother? I think that, you know, he hurt her, right? Like, did he kill her? Uh, uh, so last her, she he was like, on I other see people. You. Okay. So so, so here's an individual in pain. And there's a lot of individuals like that in pain. Some of you out there are hurting yourselves through drug use. And then, like I said, it, 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 we tend to focus on the drugs. Uh, let's ban the drugs. Let's get rid of the drugs. Let's make them illegal. And yeah, they're all illegal. And yet drugs are still out there and prevalent. Why? Because you want them because you're in so much pain that you want to do anything to get rid of that pain. You're willing to do whatever is there. So that's why no matter what drug we legalize, you find a different one or you find a variation of that one or you make one in your little laboratory. in the university of whatever and then the same thing with this yeah we can get rid of ar-15s but then what you know if i'm if i'm in that kind of pain and i want to hurt you and i want to hurt someone else i'm going to use a different instrument i'm going to use a, a handgun i'm going to use a knife i'm going to use a bomb i'm going to use poison i'm going to use anything because i want to hurt other people because i'm in pain so what is the true issue here then what is the true issue and i hear some of you saying oh yeah but these kind of guns you can hit, you can hurt more people at a clip okay but is that but you know what? Even if my one kid got hurt by someone else's kid, that's all. I'm, I, I don't care. That's enough to me. One kid is enough. So how can you say one person or one lost life is enough, but then you only want to focus on the large masses of people. And then and then only when it's a large masses of people do you really care. And you only care about those instruments used in that in that situation. Look.
0: Well, speaking on that, though, there, I have some facts look, as a rebuttal to that, by the way. Because like, I did. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. So, so I knew this topic was going to be intense if you will um so i do have some facts here that i did look up that are commonly uh, facts in reference to things and ideas that are commonly put up there right and uh um fourth down on my list is the idea that assault weapons are to blame uh the first one is gun violence has been on a downward trajectory since 1994 which is when the ban happened for assault rifles um, and has continued to fall even after that ban expired in 2004 because there wasn't a quote-unquote assault weapon ban. The second truth is handguns account for more deaths than any other gun. Uh, 59% of gun deaths in this country are attributed to handguns. Mm -hmm. Um, Only 3% are associated to rifles. Um, The next one would be um, banning of high-capacity magazines uh, but that doesn't seem to stop it because the major shootings that we've had are New York, California, D.C., New Jersey, and Colorado, all of which have bans on high high um, magazine bans or high magazine uh, uh, clips. Um, and, and, of course, it still happens in those states. Um, and then the last one would be um, or the next couple would be uh, that other countries, countries in Europe have strict bans on firearms yet still experience mass um, events um ban firearms and people will still find ways to kill one another is basically what you were just getting at um and then <clears throat> the other one is people argued that the state you know the the, the which we we'll call it, the second amendment doesn't include things like that but it did actually mm. it included like cannons and stuff um so it didn't include only muskets it, it included basically any firearm that we had access to for the most part so that's just because I, I know that's an argument that comes up a lot is it's assault rifles, which, once again, for those of you aren't aware, um, the AR-15, I don't even think that was actually used in this one, to be honest with you. But regardless, the AR-15 is not a quote unquote assault rifle. It's a semi-automatic rifle, which means for every trigger pull you do, one bullet comes out much in the same way as, as the guns that most people carry every day. Typically, when people say assault rifle, they're, I think what they really mean is like an automatic one where you just pull the trigger and it just fires a bunch. And the AR-15 does not do that. Right. So that just, I just wanted right. to... So I, me, I have there's, a, no, there's nobody on... Uh, I was just I have no, a lot of I was facts just say. There's nobody on the front lines out. of any
1: war. Right. I, I. There's nobody on the front lines of any war or conflict that wants an AR-15 over the government-issued assault rifle that they're given. Trust the the me, M-16? You know, no. give, me a, give me any of the... Yeah, give me any of the, the whether it's American-made, Chinese-made, or Russian-made assault rifles over an AR-15 any day if I'm going to have to go over to war and conflict. Uh, but, yeah, it looks like it. It does look menacing. I get what you're saying. It does look menacing, but that's not the case. Look, the case is this this was an 18-year-old kid, man. This was an 18-year-old kid. What the hell happened to him, Trinity? What the hell happened to these kids? I mean, we have one you know, on trial right now, right? Aren't they, like, in the, 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 the sentencing stages for, for that other kid? the parkland uh, um, shooting kid? You know
0: I, I don't know we could be I, I don't know I'm not, I'm, I haven't been paying attention I,
1: I think so I think we're in the sentencing stages I mean I mean there's we, I mean we see these young kids that are so angry and 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 look man here's here's why I go with it I left you know a lot of you don't know this and, and and I'm not trying to throw it out there and I'm not trying to get you to look at me any other way but but I left my high school due to a shooting I didn't shoot in a high school but I was involved in a shooting in my senior year, in the last month of my senior year. That's how I left left high school. I was kicked out of high school for that. Now, was I an angry kid? Absolutely. Uh, You know, it it was a different scenario. We didn't walk into somewhere specifically to hurt people, uh, but we got. Placed in a situation, or we put ourselves in a situation where it was, you know, a couple of us against three hundred, and and it did not go well for anybody involved. uh But that's how I left my high school. So when I think about it, I go back to those days, and I'm thinking, was I violent enough to be able to do something like this? And I'm saying, yeah, absolutely, man. I carried a gun at that age. I had a weapon at that age, and and it was a Mac ten. So it was also a menacing looking weapon. My Mac ten was not a, a a little handgun, little pew pew uh you know it shot nine millimeter shells which isn't that big of a deal you know they're readily available and they're relatively cheap but but it was still a mac 10 um and it was not the one involved in in, in, the, in the shooting that day thankfully but but and i wasn't the shooter by the way and i wasn't the shooter which is why uh everything that happened happened at the end of it all but but my point is, is i can't help but think trinity of these young kids that were were angry like i was and nobody really knew how angry I was nobody knew I was as as volatile as I was because on the outside I'm laughing I'm joking around I'm partying I'm having a good time but on the inside man I was so dead I was so angry I hated everybody and everything uh and nobody knew it nobody knew how bad I was hurting and so I would I would stuff my brain full of substances uh, substances. I would stuff my brain full of just full of crazy activity and risky behavior because I didn't care if I lived or died. I really didn't. And if you went down with me, so what? So what? I really didn't care about your life. I didn't care about my life. And that's the way it is, right? Um, that if you don't care about your own life, then you're not going to care about other people's life. So when I hear this, it's not that I want to go on the side of the shooter but I can't help but also think about the shooter and what pain this child must have been in so then he goes and violates the rights and the homes of so many beautiful young kids that 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 you know they didn't deserve any of the this they didn't deserve to be in the in the in the the firing line of, of this individual man and but it started somewhere else and if we don't figure out where it started like we did with uh like you know when, when you and I were talking yesterday you know you brought up a point about serial killers and how we've studied serial killers and yes we used to study serial killers we we probably still do but we used to know more about the study of serial killers right but it doesn't seem like we're even interested in studying these young kids that are becoming serial mass murderers i don't hear enough about how we're studying the brain the thought process the feelings it's because we're like well we don't care about them you know screw screw them and who they are Let's concern ourselves about the victims. And I agree with you. Let's concern ourselves about the victim. But you can do both. You can be very concerning (laughs) and loving towards the victim and their families. But you can also be mindful that if we don't learn about the mind of a young child that can go into a school and shoot multiple people, multiple children, then how can we we figure this out to, to help people in the future? What can we do? Because these are the same kids that commit suicide. Right. these are the same commit same kids they kill themselves in overdoses and we had 103,000 overdose deaths last year you think these people were in love with themselves no they weren't loving themselves they were hurting and they were dying inside and it was hard to to get in the way and stop them from hurting themselves so we got suicides we got we got overdoses and yes we have murders as well but all similar pains just their outlet is very different
0: yeah i mean so when you were telling your story i never even looked at it that way like i never asked myself would i do something like that um but when you were talking i couldn't help but to look back at my own behaviors um and i i I did (laughs) like i didn't i wasn't successful but we did like we we i remember very distinctly um somebody did something to us and and the way we were retaliated was we drove by their house and we shot at the house um so, like, I did participate in those types of things where we were the aggressor in that situation. <clears throat> and I agree with you. I, I was in pain, man. Like, I went through a lot of stuff as a kid that my mind just couldn't wrap myself around. Um, and, <clears throat> like, I, I get the notion to to be angry at these people and want to just shun them and blame them and everything else. I, I understand that completely. I totally do. Having said that, I was a delinquent. I was breaking into houses. I was fighting. I, w- I was doing a lot of really bad things when I was a kid. And if it wasn't for Dean Boggs who showed me some compassion, I wouldn't be here today as a Dharma guy. I wouldn't have helped all the people that I've helped in my life. I wouldn't be the the positive force that I am. If somebody hadn't shown me some compassion and said, Hey, why don't we re Why don't we approach this from a different direction? Right? Like, if all we want to do is just get mad and, and blame somebody, um, and, and, and like get even with them, if you will, every time they do something that we don't like, um, then you're going to have, you're never going to have a shortage of situations to, to uh, do that with number one. Um, number two, you know, be careful because if, if I judge you off the worst moment in your life, I'm going to say, I could probably judge a lot of you. Um, and, and I know it's not popular to, to think of it this way. Um, but as like what you were saying earlier, like, I feel the same dude. Like I, in in many people's lives, the behavior that I was doing when I was younger, I would have been a lost cause to a lot of people. Um, but I feel very far away from being a lost cause at this point in my life. Um, and so this notion that we just throw people away or we just, I can't, I can't get on board with that, dude. I just can't, especially when I have kids and, and I talk to their friends and when I get involved in discussions, dude, they're so lost. Like they are so lost. They don't know how to handle things. They don't know how to critically solve problems in their lives. They don't know how to emotionally connect with other people. They don't know. They don't have the skill set. And then so we, we in that sense as a society, we failed them. And when they go off and do something horrible, we failed them. Because no little boy, or little girl, like, because that's the thing, too, is you got to stop looking at this 18-year-old, right? Does it change it for anybody? And this is a rhetorical question, unless you want to comment, by, by all means. And if you're watching live, you can comment on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Um, uh, uh, um, oh, oh, my God, I forgot where I was going with it. See, I was trying to promote, and then I totally forgot where I was going with it. Um, oh, there we go. Nah. Would it change it for anybody if instead of looking at this as an 18-year-old who went there and killed 19 kids, right? Get that out of your mind for a second. Look at it as a little boy who went through some things that he didn't know what to do with and grew up to hurt other people. Does that change it at all for anybody? If you look at it from that perspective, because that's what happened. He was once a little boy full of life, just like the ones who are dead right now. He was once that kid and somewhere he was failed by the system, the adults in his life, whatever it was, he was failed. Because they didn't help him the way he needed to be helped at some point. He grew up and did the only thing he knew how to do, and that was hurt other people. Does it change the fact that what he did was was horrible and and should be punished? No. Punish him and then hold him accountable. I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about now is how do we prevent the next person who can't deal with their pain to go out there and hurt somebody else? If we keep chasing our tail, there's always going to be a tail to chase. Our way of doing things is obviously not working we have a bunch of gun laws. They're not enforced properly. They don't stop people who already want to, you know, commit crimes. You know, the deterrence and the things, the arguments and all the stuff that we've been getting into all these years, it isn't working. So what I'm saying is let's try something different. Let's try to actually come at it from a place of love and compassion, right? Like we understand that it works in every other area, right? In my own life, you know my mom was was a prison guard and she was pretty rough my dad was a horrible person who beat us and stuff it didn't stop me from doing things i went out and did it anyways so the iron fist doesn't work right Right. so but with dogs we treat that we give them a treat when they do something good like we give them a love and compassion and that sense of love and compassion is enough to motivate them to do the right thing because that that love and compassion is so much more beneficial than fear is effective right And so uh, we know this in so many other areas. And yet when it comes to this area, we just want to, you know, pound our iron fist and punish and take away. And if you really stop to think about it, that's only coming from emotion. Right? Like there's no logical reason why that works. There's no data that says it works. So it's literally just, it makes you feel good to punish somebody. That's it. It's not really a solution. It's just a, it's a reaction that makes you feel good. And what I'm saying is we need to start taking more proactive steps because, these young people out there right now who don't know how to take care of themselves, who don't know how to cope with things, they're going to grow up to be adults. And, and if we don't do something to help them, we're going to just stay in the cycle.
1: Yeah. hundred percent. And you know what, even the, as much as my head wants to go to, all right, well then if I give my child, these, you know, both of us are parents, both of us, you still have kids yep. in school, you know, Yep. You know, uh, I only have one left at the university. Um, but, um, When I take my kids to school, when I used to take my kids to school, I felt like they should be safe there. Um, In many ways, they are, but in in so many ways, they're just not. Uh, And I can go there with this. But if I go there with this, then I'm still not focused on the problem. All these things that we focus on, whether it be security, whether it be guns, whether it be laws, all that stuff that it's good to focus on those things as well, at least, you know, to see, are there, are there things that we can adjust within all these things? And that's fine. Nobody's saying, don't talk about it. Nobody's saying, don't address any holes in the system that we can address, but our bulk of our energy should be in figuring out prevention, how to prevent from this continuing to happen. Now, mind you, Uh, this is, this is one of those complicated issues where you're going to have sides that say, well, you know, if if you're not God fearing, if you don't, if you don't believe in, in something bigger than you, uh, and, 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 and just follow along those lines, then then you're going to do destructive behavior like this. And, and look, you can have your point. Uh, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just not saying you're right either, because, uh, those that alone is because that's what makes you behave properly. That's what gives you comfort. And I get that. And and that's the kind of things we need. We need need to be looking at each other and go, look, what provides you the kind of comfort and the kind of peace that even at your worst moments, it prevents you from doing something horrific to somebody else. These are all good things. And I think we should collectively find what are the things that have allowed us as people to go through horrible things and pain and yet not afflicted upon others? Because what I do see, Trinity, is I see us all laughing uh, and watching a lot of horrific things done to other people, but very little consequence to a lot of violators, man. There's so many videos that I can find online of just random people just punching uh, old people, uh, just punching homeless people, uh, hitting other people. And we don't focus on any of that. Yeah. You know, those are, those, I mean, but, but that disrespect, that, that disrespect of your own life to the point where you're like, well, I'm just going to go hit somebody, or I'm going to violate someone else's uh, freedom and, and, their, and their peace. Well, well, how are we looking into that? How are we punishing it? How are we evaluating it? How are we treating those offenders? And what are we doing with those offenders? Well, you, when you look in the juvenile justice system, look at look at how juveniles are treated in the juvenile justice system you tell me if that looks therapeutic to you you tell <laughs> me if that's set up in a way that's gonna help them become better mature respectful young men and women no. uh, you look at the penal system the, 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 you know a person gets arrested and goes to jail goes to prison you look within those systems and you tell me does that look like a therapeutic environment to you does that look like a place of learning and encouragement and love and compassion? so that we can teach individuals that look you're a first-time offender you're about you will come out of this system and we need you to behave properly if you're going to come out of the system but instead we gather them all up we gather them all up and it's almost like taking look since since i've been involved with race cars recently i'm going to use a racing analogy we don't race Volkswagens with a stock car because they don't belong on the same track together but yet in our jail systems, in our penal systems, in our juvenile justice systems, we lump all of our offenders together. So you take a first time offender and you put them with mass murders and murderers, right? We take a first time juvenile offender. We put them in there with people that 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 have no reason to live. You don't know. They don't even know their mothers, their fathers or their mothers and fathers are in prison. And they have absolutely no give a damn about nobody. And they ju- they're in there because because they punched their grandmother in the face. You can't put someone in the same cell. You know, that stole, you know, stole a candy or, you know, or ripped somebody off in the, in a jail cell with somebody who punched their grandmother in the face. Listen, <laughs> those are two very different individuals, but we don't know how to deal with this. We don't know how to house them. We don't no. know how to separate them. We don't know how to treat them. We don't know how to do any of this stuff. And instead, we're so focused on the Crips and the Bloods fighting each other over stupid things like Russia and January 6th and guns and a bunch of other ridiculous nonsense and wasting all of our energy. We spent, what, $40 billion on Ukraine? And I'm not saying that we shouldn't, but you find me the $40 billion that we spent on prison reform, jail reform, on the treatment of different levels of individuals so that jails have truly different levels. Oh, yeah, we have Supermax and we have, we have camps and stuff like that. But have you seen who goes to the camp and who goes to the four, the, the, the super max? Have you, have you seen how they get to where they get to? I mean, yeah. can we evaluate that a little bit better? Well, there, better there is something maybe to start that. Attacking
0: though. it at the juvenile level. Go ahead. There's something to that argument though. Right. So um, this morning prior, cause I knew we were having a show. Um, I actually reached out to some friends of mine. Um, uh, two of them are in different countries Um, because I asked them what their gun laws were and how they went about things and what the differences they saw. And the third person was actually somebody here who's uh, uh, a law enforcement, right? law enforcement um, officer, LEO. Um, And one of the things that he said as an LEO was just that, that when he would go arrest people and talk to them, you know, their response would typically, ah, whatever, I'm going to get out anyways. Like there was no real punishment. There was no real consequence um, for their behavior. They were able to do it. And and it would either, um, because we're so overcrowded and so backlogged, Essentially, the DA is always looking to make deals, right? Right, like they're always looking to just slap you on your wrist. and be like, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. Send them, you know, get rid of them. Um, and what that did was basically reinforce the idea of there's no consequences. I can do what I want. So, like, you're on to something there for sure.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, I. But that's the thing, man. It's, it's 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 we don't address it on the forefront. This is how I was. This is look. I ditched kindergarten. I ditched kindergarten okay so i wasn't an innocent kindergarten and i know what i did to other kindergartners by the way (laughs) so i'm not an innocent person i'm not going into the details and and stories of of what i did as a kindergartner first grade or second grade third grade. but you know i had been in trouble all my life in, in in schools i had been i had been getting punished by by authority figures in schools the entire time time and time again their their way of dealing with me was to hit me they paddled me. They took an angry kid and they just hit me. So w- what did it do to me? All it made me do is say, okay, don't get caught. And if you get caught, take your, take your whooping. It just made me be able to sit there and take pain, take the pain. Hit me there. You see,
0: hit here we there. go. Hit this is, there. this is what, me this is what's irritating me. Right. Um. So right after the shooting the other day, the reason why I made my post that I did on social media that, that stirred so many feathers um was right. watching those little kids faces that died and then immediately having that yeah. followed up with a bunch of politicians with talking points and, and outrage right. about what i felt to be the wrong thing right. um, literally as you were talking i got another update right and and my buddy who's leo is probably not gonna like okay. this so if you're listening earmuffs um okay. it said the, the the washington post is reporting right now uh texas public safety director says police moved too slowly to confront gunmen in the uvalde school shooting and what i read from that is more blame right like everybody just wants to blame well you ran in too slow or or, well you gave him the gun well you didn't report this and yet i still don't hear too many people focusing on why did that dude think it was appropriate to do it in the first place because if it's access to guns how come you and i both have guns in our house and we've never shot a single person i have access to it i literally can go pick it up right now it's not access it's the mentality of i'm going to do this but, like, this blame stuff irritates the shit out of me, dude. It really does. Like, right. So, now we're blaming the cops. This is the cops fault that they didn't get there fast enough? Like, stop. Stop. We're so desperate to That's leave. Even as adults, we, can. we can't handle our pain, right? Like, we're so not wanting to feel our pain that instead of dealing with it, we just put it off and blame somebody else. And yet, we're supposed to teach our kids how to deal with their pain. We can't do it ourselves.
1: Well, Ridiculous. I mean, going along that line, I mean, not long ago, weren't weren't people demonizing border patrol agents? And wasn't it a border patrol agent that actually yeah, stopped this? Yeah. Wasn't it a border yeah. agent, border border patrol a- agency that actually put an end to this? Yep. So you know, um, you know, Kathy says, uh, asked a question, so I want to address this. She goes, "What do you think would have reached you?" Uh, when I was sharing, uh, a little bit. You know, I don't know, Kathy. I don't. I I don't know. I I I don't like to go there. Like. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. I'm not a woulda, coulda, shoulda person, but where I think where I would like to go for the future, Louis and Trinities of the world that may be feeling a certain type of way, um, is just you have a table of, of professionals that aren't so much caring about about having it to go the way they want it to go, but in but instead just having an open dialogue about let's look if we if we would scrap the entire and and just bear with me here and, and oh boy yeah if we would just scrap the entire way. Just let's say we had a blank slate. I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying, let's say we had a blank slate from offense to punitive measure. How would we draw it up today? Like, how would we really draw it up? And I'm I'm saying it doesn't harm us. We have a big enough country. We have enough people to to actually test a bunch of different modalities. And I'm not saying we're not doing it because we actually are. There's a lot of prisons. We have a lot of. But by the way, and I think we should know more about that. There's a lot of yeah. good people within the legal system that are trying different methods to see what works. But I yeah. think we need to know more about it so that we as a community can maybe support some of that. Maybe well, help drug fund court some is of a good that. example. Drug court's a great example. Um, there's a lot of uh, uh, good people uh, that that have uh, changed their life around due to drug court. And, and there's so many of us that, that would not have been. Uh, Like I wouldn't have been able if I would have got arrested I wouldn't have been able to uh, qualify for drug court. So it still wouldn't have allowed for a violent offender or a drug dealer to get in it drug court, by the way. And so so I would have been disqualified. But that meant that a lot of my friends who to this day might still be suffering. They would have they would have a better opportunity. They, you know, and, and, and I feel for them because some of them watch this and listen to this. So they know, you know, I don't think you guys even know how much guilt I feel to where you ended up in your life and some of the suffering that you had in your life because of uh, my personal influence of what I contributed to that situation. I don't think you understand that. I think some of you know uh, uh, of what I intended to do to you uh, and and you've forgiven me. And I thank you very much for that. But I think there's a lot of a lot of. Uh, uh, healing that has happened between what 17 and 52 and here we have young kids that are in fourth grade that they'll never have that opportunity we have an 18 year old that will never have that opportunity he was, he's dead but we do have people right now in the juvenile justice system that are thir- that are 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 we have an opportunity right now and how many of you parents out there have had a kid that, that's acting out acting out breaking stuff right and you call law enforcement, law enforcement law enforcement says they're allowed to break their stuff They're allowed to break. They they haven't committed a crime. They're allowed to break everything in their house. They're allowed to break your windows. They're allowed to do all that stuff when they commit a crime. Then we can get involved. It's like you have to wait your kid to get arrested for the system to help them because it's violating the kid's rights to involuntarily place them in some sort of disciplinary action or in some sort of therapeutic environment until they break the law. So even in that that system, it's broken ask anybody that works with with juvenile delinquent kids and i hate saying it like that juvenile delinquents or you know but but that's what we call them right so yeah. so how do we how do we prevent it because i remember as a case manager when i was first in this in this in this uh this business this is why i fell in love with this business because they'd give me the hardest cases and i would go into the, the the worst scenarios with the way these kids lived and and i would interact with these kids and i could love them where they were at but their parents were like what what am i supposed to do and i said unfortunately the system is set up so once they get arrested then we can work on it but until then it's all voluntary. it's all voluntary they gotta want this well so a kid at that age doesn't want any of this yeah i
0: think we end on on that note to be honest with you um so my mother actually kathy she just i'm gonna put it up on the screen she actually asked what i think should be the question that we end on i think that because we're talking about this but yet we're just talking about the problem we're not giving what we think to be solutions so I, I think that's where we end. Okay. It's we I want to end on that note. Um, and and I, I think you and I are in agreement as far as that's pr- potentially the problem. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and give mine because I, I do have to go train a client here a little bit. But um, okay. I'm going to give what I think. And, and it, maybe it's the same as yours. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Uh, we've never even talked about this. But I think so. The, the question here was. Oh, well, um, so somebody from Twitch said that may be true in Florida. But in New York, outside services get involved first, i.e., social workers that deal with troubled kids, um, and that's awesome. I, I think you know. I think definitely. Right on. Right on. And if that's the case, then people from from around the country need to go there and then learn what they're doing. Like I, I think the agencies need to talk to one another and help each other out. Hey, this works. Hey, this doesn't work. Um, instead of like you know, right, right, measuring contest about well we do it better. No, we're all just together, dude. We're all like a happy family. Um, but anyways. Right. Um, So uh, now I'm basing this response. So the question once again was what can parents do before kids get into the system to help a child unwilling to discuss their issues? So basically we're saying that we need to help kids cope and stuff. So how do we do that? Right. If you're a parent at home and you you're, you're hearing this and you believe in what we're saying and you're like, well, how can I be part of the solution? Number one, I don't think we rely on legislators and, you know, Democrats, but it starts at home with your own kids, with your own people that you have, connection with right which you have uh uh, nieces nephews brothers sisters whatever it may be um and i already gave it away i just said the word based upon what i've experienced in my life what i've seen work for other people all the reading that i've done all the stuff that i've learned in my life for me personally i think it really boils down to connection having an empathetic connection with somebody for like my kids I don't think it has anything to do, or I don't think it has as much to do with the school, with social. It's my connection with them. Do they feel connected to somebody? Because I think that lack of connection is what drives our our seeking behavior. Because at the end of the day, I think that's what we're looking for is a connection, a true connection. It brings me back, and I, I know I've said it before, so if you've heard it on the show, sorry. But for those of you who haven't heard it. I bring it up because it was a really impactful study in my life early on because I was very much "don't turn the other cheek," very rough, very blah blah blah. There was a, I think it's the Harborough, I think it was called the Harbro monkey study, and the monkey study was they took you know baby monkeys from their parents, their moms more specifically, um, and they set them in this like cage. And when they opened the cage, they had two options. On the left option was uh, a, a, a really cold iron type, you know, mama monkey. Um, but it had food and water. So it had the, the necess- necessities to survive and, and sustain life. On the right side, there was a soft, loving, welcoming mama monkey, but it had no sustainability. Meaning live or die is essentially what it's going to be. Go over here and live and be uncomfortable. Go over here, be comfortable and die. And I, I'm sorry, dude, I would have bet money and everything I had that it would have gone for the sustainable life and i think everybody's thought process well of course it's going to go for food and water that's how you live almost every damn one of them would give up life to go feel connected to this loving comfort comforting mama monkey and that to me when i heard that study that blew my mind and that started me questioning things and looking at different things and we are no different man we think survivability, but really what we're all kind of looking for is that connection, that sense that, that I'm connected to this other living thing. And so if you want to be part of the solution, that to me is the most important thing. Build a connection with the people around you. And more importantly, the young people around you, the children. Don't, they're not accessories. They're not a nuisance. They're, they're little human beings that have grown up to be adults and they need a connection with somebody. If they don't get it from you, they're going to find it somewhere else. And it could be in in a substance. It could be in in the wrong crowd. It could be in self hatred or, or or violence. But make no mistake, they will not stop until they get that connection that they're looking for. And so what I'm saying is, be that connection. Because I I seriously I I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, man. But I'm 40 something years old now. I've been through a lot of things in my life. I've read a lot of books. I've st- it all kind of seems to point back to connection and empathy. So start there.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent, Trinity, yeah, bravo! Um, you are absolutely correct. Connectivity is key. Connectivity with self, connectivity with the world that you live in, connectivity to the people around you. Connectivity is the key, and we do need to do a lot more of that. So, so I'm going to end very, very similarly, and I'm going to talk about a couple things. One, um, we got to learn to be at peace with our own selves. If if you're a person that's at, at peace with yourself and your surroundings, then it is almost like your duty to share that with someone else. And I'm not saying you got to promote it and force someone else to, to experience it the exact way you're doing it. What I'm saying is to just express that kindness and a connection with someone else, just express it. What they do with it is on them, but you express it. It's better to get a couple of uh, kind eyes and and good mornings and good afternoons and opening door for people and, and moving over from the fast lane to the slow lane and whatever you can do that shows just a little bit of, I get you, you might be a little distracted right now. You might be a little frustrated. You might have something going on in your life. I don't need to, to have a measuring contest with you. I can just move over and just let you be. We need to do a little bit more of that. If you're at peace with you, then don't allow those that are so disruptive at the moment to ruin your day, push your button and force you to play in their ball game. you, instead should continue to lead by example that's one way that you can just just help a little of the good vibes go along but the biggest thing um i think than anything is that you have to uh when you see these young people right you can't nobody nobody wants to be taught something when they're not asking for it they just want you to lead by example they're watching you they're watching they're watching each and one of us so uh again taking what i said about leading by example just lead by example in that way as well uh your aggressive tone your aggressive action your your compassion of others i think that a very very important tool that we don't do is teach our kids how to serve others early uh from kindergarten on up children should be serving others they should be volunteering in in situations they'd be help. they should be helping uh whether it be clothed homeless or people that don't have clothing, shelter people, feed people, just service work. Service work is is where you can appreciate not only where you're at, but how you can take where you're at. And th- 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 even when you're feeling, you know, like I don't have enough, you see someone else and you're like, wow, I may not have enough, but this person has much less. And and sharing with the little that I do have with this individual is making me feel good in a very different way. So when we start, you know, if you're an adult, out there and you're teaching your kids you got to go get yours you just got to go chase that cheese you just got to get it you're teaching your kids selfishness and taking rather than giving and let me tell you something i've been a giver for a very long time and for a for a, for a guy that i thought i was going to be a pure capitalist and 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 all out you know go get mine i've been giving for a very long time i started a foundation i i do i do nonprofit stuff for free how much free work do i do trinity you know how much free work that, that we do <laughs> are yes. you kidding me that would have never been my mo but my wife reminds
0: my, me constantly
1: yeah it gives me and i'm sure you're the same it gives me a sense of payment that no dollar amount can match no dollar amount can match so if i would have learned that early on in kindergarten first grade third grade if i would have learned how good it feels to be there for someone else that no matter how broken i may feel no matter hurt i may feel i'm still a value to somebody else so let me let me focus on the value i have towards someone else no matter how hurt i may be instead of feeling like a victim nobody's listening nobody's there for me then 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 just let me go get my stuff you know i think that's that's a big key so service work is big so if you have little kids teach them service work that's something that i think you could take away uh, i'm not saying you know if you don't do it your kids are going to be bad. And I'm not saying my parents did anything wrong or your parents did anything wrong, uh, Trinity. I think we were born in a time where kids were seen and not heard. But now we know that they're heard. But if, if you're going to go out there and say your kids are heard, well, then how about before you have to hear them cry? Just teach them how to be for, there for someone else who may be crying. And not just, not just uh, brown kids, not just black kids, not just gay kids, all kids all kids let's teach yeah. our kids that all kids have feelings and i think if we should just focus on get rid of all these cultural differences because yeah we have cultural differences. i'm mexican you're a white dude so what let's get rid of all that stuff we're, we're, we're getting too much into 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 putting everybody in little pockets again instead of look 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 all little kids they don't know all that stuff they really don't know all that stuff yeah. why are we taking our adult problems and projecting it onto these little kids little kids don't give a crap you know about all that stuff so let's stop taking our adult problems and giving it to our little kids because what we're doing is we're creating a bunch of little kids that are angry and frustrated, and they're going to go get theirs because they're going to feel like, oh, you don't want me to have. Oh, you hate me. Oh, you're bullying me. No, no. Let's, let's go back to what we need to do. These little kids can service other kids. We've seen it done all the time. Let's go back to little kids sharing and reward them for their sharing, reward them for giving back, um, and let's promote a little bit of that. That's it. Yeah, I agree. And I think with that, Trinity, we're done.
0: You yeah, got to go train done.
1: somebody and uh, all right. All right. So uh, with that being said, Trinity, how can they follow us or, or continue to, to listen to us if they want to? Uh,
0: yeah, you can follow us on social media. He is at the dope doctor on all media. I'm at the the Dharma guy and we are at dope and Dharma. And uh, if you want to catch any of our shows, once again, all podcasting platforms, if you want to hear his audio, if you want to watch us, you can check us mm-hmm. out on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch under Dope and Dharma, no. and uh, no. please, share, like, all the other stuff, make some comments. No. Uh, if you believe in what we're saying, if you like what we're saying, help shed, shed the word. No. It's free.
1: With all that being said, again, our condolences to all the families uh, that lost their kids and, uh, and their family members um, in Texas and in, in Boston and you know uh, Massachusetts and Chicago and New York, all the places that have had shootings, even here right here in Central Florida. Yeah. Uh, anyway, adios amigos, it's time for a taco. Goodbye.